PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. You may have heard that you're a product of your own environment. We become like the most people we spend time with. And that's why we're spending time with our longtime friend in the PDPW family, Shelly O'Leary, who shares why it's important to be aware of the company you keep. Good morning. I'd like to talk for just a few minutes on the topic of the company we keep and why this topic is so important. If you're not already a mom or a dad, maybe it'll help you understand why your folks made such a big deal about the kind of friends you spent time with. Prolific author and speaker Jim Rohn has been credited with coining the phrase, you are the average of the top five people you spend the most time with. Now, the number may be up for debate, but the wisdom in the statement is not. When it comes to our habits, our choices, our personal attributes, we're a bit like chameleons. We can adapt a little here and there based on who we've been spending time with and who we're spending time with currently. I mean, think about it. You probably don't use the same kind of language with your close friends as you would if your grandma was sitting across the table from you. And we've probably all marveled a little at the way married couples begin looking and acting like each other uh, the more time they spend with one another. Uh, In fact, that phenomenon is not just limited to married couples. I can always tell when my husband has been hanging around with his buddy John for even a little while because it affects Josh's conversation style from the words he uses the music he listens to, to his gestures when he talks and his facial expressions. They do a lot of laughing together, that's for sure. And the effect of hanging around with John lingers on Josh for quite a little while afterward. As for myself, I'd like to say I've spent most of my adult life making decisions independently of what other people think. I think others would describe me as self-confident and resilient Uh, and independent. But the truth is that even those of us who consider ourselves to be our own people are still influenced by the people we hang around with. So, as I said right up front, we become like the people we spend the most time with. Now, in compiling these thoughts, I looked to my research assistant, Google, for a little help, and there was plenty to sort through. And so at first, uh, I decided I should probably rewrite this because I don't want to plagiarize. And then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to tell you all, I, am, I have found some interesting information and I'm going to tell you that this first little bit comes straight from Parker Houston on the Lead You First website. Uh, he said it well. I'm just going to read straight from his website. Here we go. Our beliefs our habits, our health, our lifestyles, even our incomes are all powerfully influenced by our social network. That's why being intentional and selective about our closest relationships is one of the most important things we'll ever do for our personal leadership practices. As my former pastor used to say, if you want to stop drinking, you don't go to your favorite bar for the nachos. Uh, And here's some 
from organizational psychologist and keynote speaker, David Berkus. Again, just gonna read straight from the website. The first major study on the impact of social influence was conducted by Nicholas Christakis and James Fowler. This duo examined a data set from the Framingham Heart Study, one of the largest and longest running health studies ever, in which they analyzed the data to see what the effects of family members and friends was on something fairly objective, obesity. Well, the researchers soon realized the data showcased more than just the heart health of these uh, participants. According to their results, if a friend of yours becomes obese, you yourself are 45% more likely to gain weight. That's four or five, 45% more likely to gain weight over the next two to four years. And it doesn't stop at obesity. In a follow-up study, Christakis and Fowler found something similar with smoking rates. Using that same social network data, they found that if your friend smokes, you are 61% more likely to be a smoker yourself. And I wanna say this, even the Bible has something to say about the company we keep. This comes from Proverbs 13.20. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. And the very first three verses in the book of Psalms, here we go. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in due season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever that person does prospers. So, I would say you don't have to spend money on research to deduce that the people you hang around with impact the words you use and the attitudes you present toward other people and how you spend your time, your resources, your talents, your money. If your friends use foul language, you probably will too. If your friends are unhelpful and stingy with their resources, talents, money, unhospitable, unhelpful to strangers and people who need assistance, you're probably going to showcase some of those characteristics as well. So when we can accept that as a fact, or at least a working thesis, let's consider what would happen if we were to flip that on its head and pursue good things. Uh, for example, what if we specifically sought to hang around with people who are physically fit, who are mentally fit, who are well-versed in many subjects, maybe they're musically or artistically inclined, uh, maybe they uh, just like to cook their own meals from scratch, perhaps they navigate the stock market with brilliance, maybe they're fluent in multiple languages, uh, I know quite a few people listening who deliberately pursue lifelong learning and seek to invest their time in mentoring others. What if we sought those things? 
I think the answer is obvious. Now I want to add another layer to this salad here. We can agree we are deeply influenced by those we spend a lot of time with. I think we can also agree our minds, our habits, and our choices are shaped by the entertainment choices we make, the music we listen to, the videos and the programs we watch, the books we read. There's a reason today's crime investigators and homicide detectives are deeply interested in the social media lives of suspected criminals and serial killers. There's a reason they take their computers so that they can see what's digitally stored there and to see what internet sites they've recently been visiting. But that's a fairly modern example. Crime has left its mark, of course, long before the dawning of the social media era. I want to give just a couple uh, brief examples here. So on the night Mark David Chapman shot and killed John Lennon, Chapman was found with a copy of J.D. Salinger's book, The Catcher in the Rye. Chapman even went so far as to read a passage from the novel when he was addressing the court during his murder sentencing. A copy of that same novel uh, was found in John Hinckley Jr.'s hotel room after his assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan in 1981. Now, I should add a disclaimer. I have nothing against J.D. Salinger. Um, I'm not trying to um, dirty his reputation. I have read the book, The Catcher in the Rye. I found it incredibly dull and boring. Uh, but having said that, I didn't go out and shoot somebody afterward. Uh, so I don't recommend the book. But anyway, it is obvious that the people we spend time with and the entertainment we immerse ourselves into is going to have a strong influence in the course of our lives. That being said, it behooves us to do a little fact checking. I'm going to ask you some questions here. So think these through. What type of person do you want to be? What are the top three attributes you want your life to exemplify? Is it honesty? kindness, generosity, helpfulness. Once you begin to identify your core values, those things that are important to you, then it's time to take a closer look at your inner circle. And I'm not just talking about the people you spend time with. I want you also to spend some time thinking about how you spend your alone time. What music and reading choices are you making? Do any of those choices desensitize you to vulgar language and violence? If so, that can be a really dangerous line to walk. Be very careful about what you repeatedly consume. The more we consume, things that are violent in nature, the more it seems normal to us and the more we have a hard time distinguishing, wait a minute, that's not right. I need to stand up and do something about it. And um, I would say that's part of the reason why our country today is in um, the situation it's in. 
Uh, I'm not about to go on a long diatribe about what's wrong with our country because there's plenty of things that are very good about our country and we're blessed to live here. So how about I go back to asking some more questions? I want you to ask yourself, who are the five people I spend the most time with? Now, many of you might be thinking about, well, I spend most of my time with cows and calves, but there are definitely people that you're spending time with throughout the course of your day. So who are the five that you spend the most time with? Think about the characteristics in those five people that you appreciate and admire that you would like to also possess. Now, probably you can easily think of some of the negative attributes that irritate you that you don't want to uh, imitate or duplicate. So let's, let's go there. What are some of your personal characteristics that you would like to be freed from? Are you prone to gossip? Do you have a negative mindset more often than not? Do you have poor eating and exercise choices? Are you reluctant to help others because it will cut into your long to-do list and you don't have the time? Are you reluctant to show compassion or to be helpful to other people? Here's another question. Who are the people, and maybe they're not on your list of five that you spend the most time with, who are the people you can spend more time with in your pursuit toward becoming a better person? And this one's fairly easy in my estimation. What are the first entertainment choices you can make so that you can start on the road to becoming a better person? There's maybe going to be some things you have to cut out. And when you cut something out, add something better in to replace that so that you don't have a vacuum. Do yourself a favor. Take some time to figure out who you want to be and who you can spend time with to be more like that better you that's just waiting around the corner. Our thanks to Shelly O'Leary for today's message, Shelly Communications and Outreach Specialist at Professional Dairy Producers. And a reminder, if you haven't had the chance, we invite you to go back and listen to the many archive podcasts posted at pdpw.org. Thank you for listening and supporting these weekly PDPW podcasts.